She rolled over and put her feet on the hardwood floor below the bed. The floor was cold, and her feet twitched automatically, but she did not put on her slippers. This was a dream, and one does not wear slippers in a dream. A sound sidled through the room, a smooth voice, a lilting set of syllables that sounded almost set in a song. The children. It took her a moment, asleep as she was, captive in this strangely real dream, to realize that the voice was hers. The children. She stood. She looked at Shane, or rather she looked at the dream Shane of this place. Dream Shane slept on, unmoving, not noticing that his dream wife— But am I his dream wife, or am I the real wife in a dream? And what does it matter? But it does matter. I know it. Oh, why is this happening, and what is going to happen? Had gotten out of bed. The dream springs whined ever so slightly— but apparently even the dream knew that the bed was a fairly new one and would not make much noise. Carrie stepped away from the bed. She walked like a puppet on a string, her movements jerky and barely coordinated enough to keep her upright. She spoke again, the same words she had already whispered, but this time they were driven by a need— a hunger that could only be filled by the snuffing out of a life. The children. And once more, she barely recognized the voice as her own. It was coming from her own mouth, dream mouth. Her own lungs, dream lungs, were pumping the air through her vocal cords, dream vocal cords. Nevertheless, the voice was not hers. Not really. It was high and keening, a whine of otherworldly agony driven by a hunger so cruel that to experience it for even a moment was to live in a world where madness held sway. It was hungry. It needed to feed. She moved forward. Her feet slid more than stepped, barely losing contact with the cold wood floor, as if by stepping high she might somehow lose contact with the dry reptilian need that had crawled into her in this dream. Reptilian, that was the right word. The thing, the craving that clutched her, was cool and dry as a snake's scales, calculating, emotionless. The only feeling it permitted was the feeling of hunger that held her in its tight embrace. Her feet slid forward. She left the room. In the hall. At the far end of the hall, a stairway led down. Down to the living room, the kitchen. The rooms where, in a world where dream did not rule, a family would meet and live and love. But the reptilian cold permitted no such feelings only hunger, only an insatiable craving for the suffering of the young. At the other end of the hall, the end where she stood in this dream of hunger and need, of lust for blood stronger than any need she had ever known, there was nothing more than the room she had just come out of. Dream Shane snorted and turned over in the room at her back, 
Perhaps he was dreaming too. A dream within a dream. And what if he was dreaming of her asleep, she wondered fleetingly. A dream within a dream, within a dream? Where would it end? Eternity suddenly beckoned, a Mobius strip waiting for her to walk its never-ending path. She wondered what would happen if she surrendered to the madness of this dream and allowed herself to drift on tides of insanity, never to find shores of rationality again. She wanted to do it. A part of her wanted to, because a part of her knew, or at least suspected, where this dream would lead, and knew that to follow it there would be to lose herself entirely. It needs to eat.